0: The 2020 U.S. presidential and congressional elections are heating up. Here's what matters. Live from our respective coronavirus social distancing outposts, I'm Lauren Goodwin.
1: And I'm Robert Sarenbetts.
0: And this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments.
1: In this podcast, we, the strategists at New York Life Investments, will share insights from the multi-asset solutions team. What we think matters as we manage investment solutions.
0: That includes Mainstay's Income Builder Fund, as well as individual solutions for our partners.
1: By sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors.
0: Welcome everybody. It's the week of September 28th, 2020, and tomorrow is the first presidential debate.
1: Wow, speaking of event risk, I bet this will be market moving.
0: Well, maybe. Our research does show that volatility tends to pick up ahead of the election, and this may be the first time it gets real for investors as candidates share their policy ideas and agenda for the next four years.
1: Yeah, and I really want to get into, one, the electoral scenarios, the the outcomes that can come out, and two, that policy agenda that you just referred to, as well as the three, the important investment implications, but first- I want to just take a quick step back for our listeners and start at a high level. Why do we care about presidential and congressional elections and debates? Do politics matter for capital markets?
0: That's the question, right? And we explored it a little bit in a previous episode titled Navigating the 2020 Election. I encourage investors to go back and listen to that. But here's the short of it. Politics only matter to investing to the extent that they impact real economic factors.
1: Okay, okay. So you're saying that at the end of the day, when the election's over, we're both still going to get our coffee on the same street corner?
0: (laughs) Something like that. Um, What I'm saying is that it's real policy change or the likelihood of real policy change that shapes the investment environment, not the short-term political dynamics. And there's always several factors at play for the capital markets. This This is just one of them.
1: Uh, all right, all right. I can take a guess at those factors, but but what are those factors now?
0: Well, for us, the investment environment in the next 6 to 12 months is likely going to be driven by really only two things, which is the path of the virus, which has a hold on the economy right now and and the winners and losers in the economy. And then of course, the effectiveness of the policy response to the virus. It's it's really just that.
1: That's a great point. Uh, I'm going to use my dorky anecdote from before. I'm definitely not getting my coffee at the same corner right now because of COVID. So I just hope that those policies that you speak about will help keep my favorite baristas afloat.
0: It's actually a great visualization of what's at stake really in this election and and what markets are concerned about. And I really miss our coffee walks. Some of the early and best podcast ideas came from those.
1: Uh, I definitely miss them. Okay. Okay. So Back to the election with some scenarios, which is, I think, the most important starting point here. There's a lot of different ways that this could shake out in November uh, with who's sitting in the White House to various congressional alignments and even some sort of contested election possibilities. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, for a number of reasons, mainly you know current polling, which seats are up for grabs and which aren't, electoral maps, um, policy priorities things like the pandemic and high unemployment, some of the outcomes that otherwise might have been on the table for this election probably aren't. So a Republican sweep is one of those that looks unlikely at this time, or um, President Trump winning uh, the reelection, but Democrats winning the Senate. These are possible scenarios, but just look less likely because of the way the the cards are stacked right now.
1: Okay. So probability speaking, that leaves three scenarios, the status quo, a split result, and a democratic sweep.
0: Exactly. And because we've been talking about policy and politics, a democratic sweep um, saying nothing about how likely it is, but just saying that it's the one that would bring the most meaningful policy Mm -hmm. change. Mm -hmm. A status quo result Status quo policy, probably a split result where you have uh, Vice President Biden elected to the White House, and a re- but Republicans still in control of the Senate. You're probably not going to have a ton of policy change there either. So, Democratic sweep is the one that could shape the investment environment the most at the margin. It would bring the most change, we think.
1: Right, right. Okay. So a Democratic sweep is probably also underappreciated by capital markets at this time, although that's that's pretty tough to measure.
0: Yeah, it's tough to measure. I mean, Vice President Biden is leading in the polls at this moment, um, but a lot can happen in the next month. And betting markets have it a lot closer or a lot more narrow in, in those considerations. And so if you then try to get more clues from things like asset prices or individual securities uh, we really don't think that capital markets reflect this big possible policy change right now. Maybe that's because the Senate is up for grabs, um, which would have a big impact on how much of that policy change would actually uh, happen. No matter who's in the White House,
1: right? And so, you know, depending on how this all shakes out, there's really four policies and four investment strategies that I think are at a tipping point, uh, a critical point in a situation where you know, because of a policy change, an unstoppable effect could take place. And those four, we've talked about them a little bit before, but it's one, just tax policy in general, two, infrastructure spending, three, environmental policy, and four, tech regulation.
0: Oh, that's a that's a really good list because some of the ways that those policies would come about might be connected, uh, but I see some investment ideas there, some portfolio pause material. So I like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, you chose a, a good number one factor, which is the tax policy because taxes are receiving a lot of attention and are likely to continue to receive that attention in the coming weeks. So everyone should remember that Election ideas right now don't necessarily become policy later. It depends on who's in Congress, whether priorities change, and what's going on in the real economy. You get it. And taxes, I think, are a good example of that because while it's top of the list um, for the Biden ticket, it might not be the first priority if we're in the middle of an economic crisis <laughs> as we are right now. But the point for investors is that that taxes do matter. They impact the bottom line profits for companies and incomes for households. And so this is going to be one of the big headline risks as we get closer to election day.
1: Yeah, a lot of headline risk for markets, but also a tremendous opportunities, I think, for investors if it does come to the fore. Investors can always select investments that reduce capital gains tax burdens. And so if those capital gains tax burdens go up, that may increase demand for those investments. And then a skilled active manager, someone who's selecting securities, can identify companies likely to pay anticipatory dividends or whose balance sheets might be more resilient to rising tax costs.
0: I love that you're focusing on opportunities because that's exactly right. With every potential change in the market like this, there's a potential opportunity. And this is uh, what we like to call the alpha of the investment manager.
1: Exactly. That's the idea.
0: Well. Income taxes, so thinking more on the individual side of taxes rather than the corporate side, those tend to be less important for the markets as a whole when you're talking about marginal changes like the ones on the table, but they can matter anywhere from not at all to a lot for individual families. And so when we talk about you know potential risks and opportunities, this is where working with a financial professional to identify the ways that those potential changes might impact your plan, your investment environment, that's really important. And so something that we're putting top of the list for, for our clients right now to consider.
1: The alpha of the advisor. Exactly. All right. So what about number two, infrastructure spending? That seems pretty likely by all scenarios, right?
0: Yeah. So item number two, Government spending on infrastructure, as you're saying, is a bipartisan policy issue, but the direction taken, you know, exactly how money gets spent if an infrastructure bill is passed has important implications for sector allocation. So under a Republican-led plan, for example, you'd likely have a little more support for oil and gas, which is just a sector that's struggled so much over the past couple of years. And maybe that wouldn't be the case under a Biden or Democratic-run bill, where the focus would be more on alternative energy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also implications for long-term growth and the dollar and all kinds of other economic factors.
1: That's mm-hmm. a, it's a also a good point. So let's take a step back for a second while we're talking about infrastructure. You know, how does one invest in infrastructure? It's, through real assets and and why do investors use them in a portfolio
0: well real assets like infrastructure already play an important role in an investor portfolio they're business cycle agnostic and they tend to have above average income generation and so they offer investors a defensive risk reward set of properties and some different sources of diversification but these companies hold physical assets whose economic lives are typically measured in decades and therefore pretty susceptible to changes in policy, including tax policy, like we mentioned.
1: Okay. So the very nature of these investments, the, the real assets that make them attractive to some investors can also make them directly tied to policy proposals like environmental policy.
0: Right. Exactly. That's, and that's a good seg into item number three, which is environmental policy. So maybe you can just tie those together.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So environmental policy not only impacts real assets, like we were just talking about, but also ESG-focused investment strategies, our third strategy, which we think is at a tipping point at this election. We spoke last week about the rising popularity of ESG investments and ESG-focused strategies. And we think this trend will continue under any administration, but a progressive agenda would propel these strategies significantly
0: forward. Right. And the the shift in the regulatory environment, again, sort of linked to some of the things we've talked about already, um, would shift more away from carbon assets and towards cleaner sources of energy, which, again, has sector impacts for investors um, has portfolio construction and impacts for investors. And probably um, useful to mention as well is that a, a Biden win could lower the risk of using ESG funds um, in 401k plans, which is a, an interesting proposal on the table and would increase demand for those strategies further, I would expect.
1: Sure. Yeah. Defined contribution plans or something like 401k retirement accounts, they have always dealt with a lot of regulation and and that regulatory pendulum tends to swing side to side more often than than other sorts of policies that we talk about. so you know that could be a reduced risk for for those people, but I think more importantly, the takeaway here is that if the policy environment does shift in favor of a progressive agenda, companies who have taken the steps ahead of time to prepare for such changes, you know, like reducing their carbon footprint or or implementing, you know, good policies within governance may be less susceptible to those regulatory environmental changes or carbon taxes. And that would definitely benefit their bottom line.
0: Yeah, that's a a really good point. And again, I love that we're sort of highlighting some of the potential changes or challenges and matching them with opportunities because there's two sides to every coin. And I think from an investment perspective, that's super helpful to identify. So now we've covered tax policy, um, infrastructure spending, and environmental policy, Mm -hmm. which leaves us only one more of these really interesting investment ideas that you've identified, which is technology. What can you tell us about potential tech regulation?
1: Tech regulation isn't new necessarily to this election. We've dealt with technology regulation before in the history of the country. And you know, sometimes regulation can can be good for an industry or sector and, and sometimes it can slow down growth opportunities. Technology companies, in in particular, what we're talking about here, make up a big portion of U.S. large cap equity investors' portfolios, more so now than, than in prior periods of history. So it's a good thing, for one, because these tech companies have done really, really well. But they've also done well because of a lighter regulatory environment, as well as technological change. And that lighter regulatory environment might have run its course, it's something that investors should watch and should consider broadening exposures outside the US and the tech sector for that exact reason
0: i got you so it's it's almost a double whammy the importance of these companies to the US economy and to US markets coupled with this helpful regulatory environment up to date could mean that, that these companies are at risk, which given high levels of uncertainty has really important implications for investors. I think the bottom line, again, considering the challenges and potential opportunities that come from those challenges is that investors should be patient. And stick to their strategic goals when considering the election. Because again, for every challenge, there's an opportunity. And more than likely, when you're thinking in terms of three or five or 10 year time horizons, you might not want to make big changes based on volatility or based on fear. Coming up this week, we've already said it, it's the presidential debate. And while it's uncertain that it will be a market-moving event, it's a great opportunity for investors to really understand the potential policy changes that might come um, from this election. And wow, it's going to be some interesting television for sure.
1: Yeah, very interesting television. A uh, lot, of, lot of important policy topics for that are on the agenda for the debate but I'm mostly just looking forward to watching something on TV other than binge watching Netflix. (laughs) But I think this genuinely might be a market moving event, just given how tense and uncertain the environment is right now.
0: Well, we will certainly be back to discuss what does or doesn't happen next week with more Market Matters.
1: Let us know what matters to you in the meantime.
0: Absolutely. If you have questions or topics of interest, reach out to us on social media.
1: Yeah, that's right. You can send us your questions uh, or highlight what matters to you by finding us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our views at nylinvestments.com forward slash blog. And until then, I'm Robert Sarenbetz.
0: And I'm Lauren Goodwin. We look forward to hearing from you. Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamont, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I'll now read our disclosures from compliance. For more information about mainstay funds, call 1-800-624-6782 for a prospectus or summary prospectus. Investors are asked to consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the investment carefully before investing. The prospectus or summary prospectus contains this and other information about the investment company. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. There's no assurance that the investment objectives will be met. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as of a specific date. It is subject to change and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances, and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is a service mark and name under which New York Life Investment Management LLC does business. New York Life Investments is an indirect subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company, New York, New York 10010, and provides investment advisory services and products. New York Life Distributors LLC is located at 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302. New York Life Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.